0: The modern Carrie Bradshaw. I originally thought, ah, that was cheesy. I'm not going to use that. People are just so over sex in the city. But then I was like, I literally have curly, wavy hair. I sit with my Apple computer, blog in my small apartment in East Village. I am obsessed with men I've dated in the past. I have crazy dating stories where I'm basically broke up with a post-it, but it's like a two-sentence text instead. And so now I'm just going to own it. Um, My life really is like Carrie Bradshaw. And 30 Waves is a blog about kind of mastering our 30s and the life hacks to help us keep our sanity um, in terms of, yes, dating. That's probably my primary focus, but also just Knowing how to better ourselves, whether that's reading uh, the best kind of like self-improvement book or knowing the best anti-aging skin routine, or I even throw in some hacks like uh, the best haircut in New York is $40. So uh, check out my blog if you haven't. It's 30wavesspelledout.com and it's the same for my Instagram And here is my podcast. In the beginning of the year, I broke up with someone that I fell madly in love with in a rather short period of time, relatively short period of time, um, around six months. And the end of the relationship was pretty up and down. We had really good days, really bad days, and there were various reasons why we broke up, um, the main two just being communication and long distance, but I'm finding myself two months out idealizing the relationship and idealizing him and having to go back in my text messages And reread our fights, our arguments, um, just to understand and try to make sense of this breakup still. And I've always kind of been someone that takes a while to develop a story around a breakup or a person that leaves my life, um you know, I can look back on many people that I've dated years back and I know exactly why we broke up. I know the exact reason for why we weren't a good match, but it definitely took a few months with each person or each case to really kind of shape this story. And so I'm kind of in the process of shaping this story now for my most recent relationship. Um, and i'm i feel like i'm relapsing and i'm idealizing a love that wasn't totally the right kind of love for me um it's weird that you can always remember the beginning of a relationship so vividly and you remember the end but you don't really remember the middle which is where a lot of the crap happens and it slowly kind of breaks away and breaks apart the relationship um and i'm having trouble remembering the middle um which is why i keep on going back to text messages and trying trying to remember about how i felt and why you know I was so sad and what led me to initiating this breakup. Um, And in the beginning of our relationship, you know, I found several texts where I felt like I found my person. I'm ready to get married to him. He's like an angel. He's someone that I always wanted to date. And I've never felt closer to someone. It's probably true. Like, I really... It was just uncanny how comfortable I was around him. As if I had known him for my entire life. Um, My parents oddly said the same thing. As if they had been his um in-laws for 20 years. It was just really weird. So I'm remembering a lot of that stuff and I'm forgetting a lot of the fights. So I bought this book called Why Do I Do That by a psychologist, um, Joseph Burgo, and it's a book that does a deep dive into the psychological defense mechanisms um, of just like human nature and the hidden ways they shape our lives. So I'm reading this chapter tonight as I sit in bed, idealizing my relationship, lonely, Hating feeling like this um, and really, really missing him. And I started reading the idealization um, chapter. And what it basically says about why we idealize people, experiences, we do it as a defense mechanism. And we do this because um, hold on, let me read this. He says in a way, it's a lie that we tell ourselves in order to ward off pain. So idealization offers a simple solution to difficulties and unconsciously feel that unconsciously feel hopeless, are too painful to confront. So I was thinking about this, that it's pretty painful to confront right now that I have to start all over. I'm 34. I'm my fears of not finding someone that I get as close with or love as much. Um, I worry about if that is going to happen again. Um, you know, I just have a lot of fears right now. And I think, In a way, it's my brain, my idealization of him right now is my brain's defense mechanism of just going back to when it was good so it just makes more sense and it feels easy and I don't have to be scared so much about the future and um, just the pain that I'm going through right now. And I thought that was actually really interesting. It's so simple. Um, and we probably already kind of know this, but it's just, um, I think I'm idealizing this relationship because that seems easier to do than to move forward and be vulnerable and put in the energy to get into a new relationship. So I'm going back, um, If that kind of makes sense. So I thought that was really interesting to think about. And hopefully I can kind of start practicing this new frame of mind when I catch myself going back into these dreamlike states um, about our relationship. Another interesting part of this chapter. Let me find it. He basically just says that people turn to thoughts of deep romantic love, like the romantic love we see in the movies, as a kind of emotional antidepressant. And hold on. The search for uh, idealized romantic love involves a longing to attain states of perfection. Final solutions to all the difficulties. The end of pain and suffering. So I think that makes a lot of sense that it's easier for your brain to process this idealized romantic love in the beginning. And it feels like a final solution than to actually deal with the difficulties of being, like, in the now right now. Um, so, I thought that was really interesting. And he also talks about infatuation and romantic love. And... The difference between the two, and that's something that I want to talk about next week. But yeah, just something to think about about why we go back to thinking about these idealized dating situations and loves and relationships. It's just because we're basically afraid of the now, and so it just feels good. It's an emotional drug to go back to that. But if we know that it's just our brain having a defense mechanism doing that, and it's not reality, um, hopefully. We can get into reality. So let me know if you guys have any thoughts or questions about that. Um, Yep. Thanks for listening. And if you actually want to read this podcast, um, I go into more depth in a blog post on my blog at 30waves.com. Spelled out 30waves.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at 30waves.com where I put more of just my daily lessons and random thoughts about our 30-something lives.